Give him praise. God cannot fail. He cannot fail because he's God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just bless God today. God has been just great. You don't know how many blessings that God has been blessing this church. You know, yesterday we just heard some of the big blessings that God is doing in our church. And there's more to come. Amen. I tell her one thing. God is going to, you know, God told me, uh, which was about, I think about five years ago. I was looking at the building from in front, and he said to me, this building is going to be the most beautiful building in Red Hook, and you will see it. So I know I'm going to be living to see that. It, it is. You look at it right now, it's going to be marvelous. He, gave, he showed me a picture of it. He said this to me. He said, even, even if I have to bring the angels from heaven to build it, I'm going to build, do that. That's how much God is going to do it. Eh? And I said, okay, God, then that means I can ask you for some money, right? I said, God, I want $100 million to do the work that I need to do in this house. Amen? Amen. Don't look at me like I'm crazy, right? I'm telling you. I'm crazy because God made me crazy. Come on, say, I'm crazy because... <laughs> God made me so. I don't mean crazy in the wrong sense. Crazy in mean doing some some from faith movements that only you, only God can do. That's what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. Let people look at this and say, you crazy. I say, yes, I am. Glory to God. Father, bless your word. Bless your people, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I declare divine healing upon this church in the name of Jesus. I declare, Lord God, no premature death in Jesus in this church in Jesus' name. I declare every back, every muscles, every area, every head, every disease is gone from this congregation in the name of Jesus. And I declare, Lord God, the power of God is manifest in this house. We give you praise, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I tell you what, um, we had such a great, great um, meeting yesterday. You know, the leaders, um, you know, um, we are, it's as if, you know, COVID did something to us. <laughs> we, we came back with more unity, more, you know, um, you know, ready to move, and then God just bless us. This church is really blessed, I'm telling you that right now. But um, you, will, you will see, because um, this message that I'm giving this morning is also prophetic of what God is going to be doing in these last days. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I didn't get to, and I, and I think God made me do that purposely, that um, we were supposed to kind of talk about Purim, Purim last week, but God said, you know, I, I want you to do it this week. Amen? Amen, right? And usually every year what we do is that when we preach on, we always preach in the book of Esther. And God has, you know, God is, this, the word of God is so powerful that you can be reading it, reading it, reading it. And all of a sudden, God opens up something even greater to you about a book. Amen? Amen. And I looked at my wife and I said, the book of Esther, I think is the greatest book in the Bible. She said, no. I said, I said, for me, it is the greatest book in the Bible. It has everything in it, that book. Hallelujah. So we're going we're gonna to discuss it. But I, I want you to do something for me, right? Whenever you hear me say the word Haman and the devil, I want you to make a whole lot of noise. You, you, you are, we have, we have done it before. How many, how many of you remember we doing this? You remember this? I remember what we did? So if you have uh, tambourines, if you have a whistle, if you, whatever you want to do, make a lot, you're just going to make a lot of noise and you go stamp on the devil and tell him that it, you, didn't do, you, you heard the devil and you didn't do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's defeated. 
And we're going to show him today that he is defeated. And we are winners. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm still alive. <laughs> right, Sister Andrea? We're still alive. <laughs> you think he could take us out? But I'm alive and well in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So we read there in, 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 the, in the book of Esther, a great book, right? Oh, God did some great miracles. Amen? How many of God was doing some great miracles? If you, if you really understand the miracles that God did in this book, glory to God. Hallelujah. Missing all my notes all over the place now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But we are in the month of Agar, uh, month of what is it? Adar, A-D-A-R. This is the last month of the spiritual or spiritual calendar. You know, the Jews, we, they have two, two calendars, spiritual and the, you guys should know that, and the physical, what they have. One starts um, on the, on the um, right after the end of the year, Rosh Hashanah. So, we, we, they celebrate that, and we're coming now to the end of the year, biblical or spiritual calendar, because we're moving into what? We're moving into length. We're moving into the time when Jesus Christ came on the earth, amen, and died on the cross. And God used this month. You know, this should be a sad month. We're looking, we're going into this Lenten season. But do you know that this month is the month of what? Joy. Come on, say joy. joy. This is the month of joy. This is the month of strength, especially uh, the word Adar is strength. Come on, say strength. My strength is in the Lord. My strength is in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You just read it this morning. Put on the old armor of God. We need to be strong in God this month, for the rest of this month. Amen? So that we can know that God Almighty is on our side. How many know that God is on our side? Hallelujah. I want you to know that this God who we serve, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, is here to do us good. <laughs> and he's going to do it just like he said it in his word. His word will not fail. Hallelujah. Come on, say it. His word will not fail. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So as you look at the month of hour, it's the last month of the Lord's spiritual calendar, right? Meaning strength, right? We are encouraged to finish the year strong. Come on, say it. We're finishing the year strong. Come on, we are finishing strong. <laughs> we are finishing strong. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to see some great and mighty things take place in, at this time. The world don't know what they're doing. They're having wars and rumors of wars. But the church is doing great. The church is doing great. Hallelujah. We are to encourage each other to be strong. Whenever someone is weak, you tell them, be strong in God. Be strong in his power. Be strong in his might. Not in your might, but in his might. You see, the word came to Nehemiah in the midst of when the children of Israel was going through some stuff. Nehemiah was building what? Building the walls. Come on, say, Nehemiah was building the wall in the midst of that. And they said it was about this time that Nehemiah was building the walls. And this is what Nehemiah says. 
come, you do what God called you to do. Rise up and do what God has called you to do in these times. Don't sit down on God. Rise up. <coughs> Glory. Rise up and realize that God is with you. Rise up and say, this is what he said to the children of Israel. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Is found in um, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. He said, people, it looks bleak. But we're building the walls around Jerusalem. And what is going to happen? We're building a protection around us. Come on, say, we're building a protection around us. In this time, we are saying the joy of the Lord is my strength. This is the time to really be joyful. And I'm going to tell you why. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said in the midst of it, this is what he said, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine. And send portions to anyone who, is, who has nothing. This is the time that you, 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 you said, I'm going to walk in God's abundance. This is the time, I, even, even if I can't buy stuff in the supermarket, I can't get it. I know God is my provider and God is going to give me all that I need for this day. The joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> he may sound funny. It was like Sister Andrea said she was sitting on the bed there. You know, I can imagine what she's going through. I've been there, right? <laughs> One of the things that I hate, I hate to vomit. My God, I do. I don't know about you. <laughs> but I've been there. But in the midst of it, you're saying, the, just, just get me in my little sanctuary. Get me in my bed. Get me in my place. Get me in there because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to get through this. You watch me. I'm going to get through this. I will live and not die. I don't have to rush to the hospital because Jesus Christ is my all in all. He's my everything. And he's going to get me out of this. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, the Lord's ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You see, don't, don't think, don't put God in a box. This is how God is going to heal me today. This is God going to bless me today. God may, may, may heal you and deliver you with some strange ways. You don't even think of. His ways are past finding out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said it. This is a declaration. You know what a declaration means? There's something when he speaks it out there, that's what it is. It is a fact. So, 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 so when, when, when Isaiah was saying this, he said, he said this, my thoughts are not your thoughts, none of my ways, your ways, declares the Lord. You must understand when God declares something, nobody can change it, nobody can add to it, nobody can take away from it, it's sealed. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So we read the story, and I, I got to give you a little synopsis of the story that, that happened in Esther. And I think I'm going to just maybe go through, go through a, a, a little quick, quick outline. Can I just do that? Quick outline of the, how many chapters are in the book of Esther? Oh, somebody didn't read the book of Esther. You know? <laughs> there are what? Ten chapters. Ten chapters. All right, I'm going to go through too quickly, right? The first chapter, the wife who confused, and, and entirely the wife who refused to obey the husband's um, commands. 
Huh? Vastai, right? That's the first chapter, right? I'm giving an outline now quickly, right? Number two, the beauty contest, that's chapter two, the beauty contest to choose what? To choose the real queen. Chapter two. Chapter three, we'll go a little faster. Amen and the anti-Semite. <laughs> Here we go. They got it. They got it. They got it. Hallelujah. I, I, I just heard over the side. I need to hear it all over the church. Because you're trampling down on the devil. And you're telling him you're not going to take his mess. You're going to win. You're going to win every time. Hallelujah. We're going to have some joy in this place. We're going to have some joy in this place. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Chapter 4, for such a time as this. Chapter 5, the scepter of grace and the mobility of Esther. The nobility of Esther, sorry. Hallelujah. Number 6, when a king... Could not sleep all night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The, the number seven, the man who came to dinner, <laughs> the man who came to dinner but died on the gallows. <laughs> he came to dinner, he came to a banquet, but he died on the gallows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number, chapter number eight. The message of hope that went out from the king. Come on, say the hope is in the king. Hallelujah. And number nine and ten. The institution of the feast of Purim. If I had two dice now, I would show you what Purim is, right? <laughs> how, many, how, many guys, how many guys in your other life used to roll some dice? <laughs> Look at these guys. <laughs> oh, tell me, you used to roll some dice. <laughs> you remember that, guys? <laughs> what, what do you used to call it? They call it, they have a name for it. Silo. Silo. Craps. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, well, guess what? That's what Book of Esther talks about, rolling the dice. Purim is rolling the dice. How many know every day the devil is rolling the dice? <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Hey, hallelujah. Every day the devil is rolling the dice. Glory to God. And he's coming up. He's coming up. <laughs> Me being a winner. Every time. Can you imagine that devil? <laughs> and he said, this, this dice, this thing is fixed. It's fixed, my God. Every time I roll it, they win. Every time I roll it, they win. This is fixed. Let me, you know, <laughs> you go to the crap table, you go down in, in Atlantic City, and you start winning around there. Rule it. I don't, I don't go there no. I just heard about this now. <laughs> and, and you start winning, guess what is going to happen? A bunch of guys are going to come around the table and look at you. Because you can't lose. <laughs> well, that's us. We can't lose for nothing. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. So, what happened now, so let, me, let me give you the story. The Jews was in captivity in Babylon, right? And this king, Exorcist, he was the le leader and ruler at that time. And can you imagine these Jews in, in captive in bondage? They didn't have no rights just do what they are told to do. 
and they, 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 they acting like, you know, less than who they are. But God is about to change the situation. Amen? How many know no matter what you're in right now, God is about to write the story and write your story and write his story in your life. Glory to God. Because your story that you're going through right now is not the story that God wrote for you. His story, come on, his story was written 2,000, 5,000, 783 years ago, he wrote that story and he said, you're beautiful, you're wonderful and gloriously made. You are healed, you're delivered. He said, you're great. That's your story. Hallelujah. So now, he comes up now and this guy comes on the scene, I'm jumping, you need to go read that, sit down, one, do this, just get some time, and sit down, and just read the whole book of Esther, it is, a, it is so easily read, it's, it's the easiest book to read, I'm serious, it's very captivating, when you read it, it's very captivating, and you don't, you ever be reading a book, and <laughs> And, and you read the book and you see you can't put it down. And you just keep reading, reading. And, and then when you're done reading the book, you look at the time. You say, my God, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, that's what the book of Hester is like. You just keep reading and reading and reading. And everything just getting exciting. So what happened is this. We find that they were in captivity. And... In the midst of captivity, God knows what is going to happen. I'm going to hear a she, say, say to you that the, the name of God is not mentioned in the book of Esther. There's no name, no mention of Lord, no mention of his name, whether Yeshua or, 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 or his name, the Yod, the A, the Vav, and the A, the name that cannot be pronounced, is not mentioned in this book. But they say, and I say, this is God working behind the scenes. This is God working undercover. This is God working, and you don't know he's working, but he's working in men, and every, every person that's there represents God. Come on now. <laughs> How many know that every person, when God starts moving, your boss represents God? When God starts working, your teacher represents God. When God starts working, everybody represents God to you. Wherever you go, they have to do what God can call them to do. Hallelujah. So, what happened as it went on, this guy called Mordecai, a good man, a man in his heart was a good Christian. I won't call him a Christian because that was way back when he was a good Jew, then, but now he's a good Christian. That's how we should do. He would not bow to anybody, to the king or anybody, because God says you should not bow to idols. So what happened, this guy now called Haman. <laughs> this guy called Haman. He, he decided that I'm going to show this guy. And he decided that, listen to me, I'm going to get close to the king. So he went and said he was going to bribe the king. So he said, King, I'm going to give you, I think it was a hundred, would be equal to like a hundred million dollars, that's what we want, to give to the king. And he said, King, I'm going to give this to you. You can use it for whatever you want to use it for. And he got into the king's heart, and the king made him head, second in charge in the land of Persia. And so now, he decided that now that he got power and got authority, when 
when he would walk by, he said to the king, I want you to make everybody, when I walk down the road, they're going to bow down to me. So everybody was, hey, great Haman. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, great Haman. <laughs> and, 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 and Mordecai, because he's a true man of God, I know he don't bow to nobody but God. Mordecai would pass by him and just, just pass by him. And he got mad. And he said, listen to me. I'm going to get that guy. Amen? How many of some, some folks out there say they're going to get you? You're doing the right thing and doing the good things to God. And they, they, they look at you and say, I'm going to get you. But I'm going to know if God be for you, who can be against you? <laughs> Amen? If God be for you. So, so Mordecai just did what he was supposed to do. So he finally hoodwinked the king to, get, to write some paper and to put his seal on it that there's a bunch of people now. He took Mordecai's stance and said, there's a bunch of people out there that do not bow down to him. Don't think he, may, he is king. Don't think that he is great. They don't bow down. They only bow down to God. To their king. So the king says, what? So Haman said, let's go. Haman said, let's, let's go. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. And the king says, go ahead. I'm going to give you my signet ring. That's a signet ring you put seal, your seal on. Amen. Now, I'm going, I'm going to tell you something about the, 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 give you the story, give you the rest of the story. Because some of you may heard about, about Amen, right? <laughs> but you never know the rest of the story. It went way back when the children of Israel came out of came out of Israel and there's a group called the Amalekites come on say the Amalekites right they were evil people they beat upon the Jew in the midst as they were coming out of Egypt can you imagine the weak the gone through slavery and they're coming out and they, that's when they attacked them how many know that's when the devil want to attack you when you're weak that's that's why God says, Sister Peggy, let the weak say I'm strong. You see, that's, let the weak say I'm strong. So that's the time he, he, he would attack them. But God fought for them and God won over the Amalekites. Now fast forward to the time of Samuel. I heard a guy named, by the name of Saul who read about him in 1 Samuel, Saul, the first king of the Jews, first king of Israel. So God says, I'm going to repay them little Amalekites. I'm going to repay them for what they did to the people. I'm going to get back at them because they, see, the Amalekites did not repent. How many know that if you repent, God will God will have mercy. God will all have mercy. But they had a, they had a scheme. They had a dis, made a decision that they were going to destroy the, 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 the people of God. How many know there are people out there in government, people out there who wants to destroy the church, who have bent on destroying the church, they want to make sure the church don't exist. But there was this, there was this guy called Mordecai. Come and say Mordecai. Keep that name. But there now there was this king called in the Malachites when God told Saul to go and defeat the Malachites and destroy them. He said, don't let nothing out of that city of the Amalekites come out of life. Don't let the cockroaches, don't let the ant, don't let the donkeys, don't let the cows, 
Don't let the mule, everything that moves, you kill it. Don't let nothing come from the city. That city is a curse. Don't let nothing come out. And Saul went out there, and he, you know, sometimes when God tells you to do something, you need to go do it and do it exactly what he says to, where, where he says to do it. He went out there and he saw the beautiful fatlings, the cows. Let me read it. So my wife always says, you need to read the scriptures. <laughs> hallelujah. So I'm going to get it. Where is it now? Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, glory to God. In, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. 15, verse 8 and 9. Oh, my God. Where is all my notes? Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. That devil is alive, but it's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what happened? Here it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, say glory to God. Come on, say God is wonderful. Read that for me, sir. Eight and, and nine. <clears throat> but he kept so to disobeyed God. So what happened, he disobeyed God. How many know it's good to obey God? He disobeyed God, and what he did, he brought back Agar and brought him into the Agag, brought him into the camp, brought him into the camp, and what happened, you know, Jewish history, you know, it's not in the Bible, but you can pick it up. History says that during the night when he was in prison, they had him. During the night, they had this servant lady that brought food to give him. And he grabbed a hold of the servant lady and raped her and, and continue the line of the Amalekites. You see, you need to do what God tells you to do. If God tells you to do something, don't, don't try to go around it. Do what he says do and do it. Because when they didn't, here comes, that's how Haman <laughs> exists at this time. It was because of the people's Saul's disobedience that caused the dilemma on the children of Israel hundreds and thousands of years later. But what happened? Come and say, God had a plan. <laughs> In the midst of it, God had a plan. Can you imagine how, 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 how this, 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 this kid, he got the genes of his father, Agar, that he kept that, and, and he had more children, and they built back the Amalekites so that he produced in the time when the children of Israel was under captivity, guess what? Haman shows up. Yeah! Come on, but God had a plan. But God always have a plan. It don't matter what you're going through, God has a plan. No matter what is happening around you, don't forget, God has a plan. That's why you must go to God. You don't, you don't try and go to your counselor. And that's good. Don't go, go to your teacher, your pastor. Go to God. God will has a plan, and he has a strategy to get you out of your dilemma. Amen? 
Amen. So what happened? You know what happened? God all, God's plan starts long before you were going, you, long before you're, you're going through what you're going through now, God had a plan. And God has an answer for it. And what happened? In the midst of all of that, here comes a girl called Esther. And you know what? He was just a beautiful, beautiful um, lady. I got to I throw this in. She was not a blonde ear and blue eye. Impossible. It was impossible. Because they were not in Europe. They were in Persia. As a matter of fact, in the area where they were, it was in Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Listen to me very carefully. I'm giving you some black history here, right? It was in Ethiopia. Remember now, Xerxes was the king over who? They say in the book of Esther, it says he was a king over Persia, but he was also the province. His province was what? Ethiopia was one of the provinces. Read it. It's in there. Egypt, Persia, from India. Come on, India. He was from India to Ethiopia. Ethiopia at the time was the land of Africa. So he controlled the whole of that province. Can you imagine? He was the leader for all that province. Here comes Queen Esther. And Mordecai says, man, but girl, you can do it. I know you're beautiful. How many of you, 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 need, to, you need to tell your children that they're beautiful? Don't say no negative to your children. Here is, here is uh, Esther. He lost, she lost her mom. She lost her dad. But she had an uncle who really, really cherished her. You know? And, 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 and he just speak good things about her. Yeah, girl, you got it, girl. Look at you. You're beautiful. Go join it. You're going to win it. I know. Hey, no girl in Persia as beautiful as you are. And what happened? She ended up being queen of Persia. Can you imagine being queen? You're a Jew, an outcast of the land of Persia. And what happened? God said to, to Amen, do not let them know that you're a Jew. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> don't, let, don't let them know. You let them, because see, I am, I'm, a, I'm, I'm being, I'm hiding behind the scenes. I'm, I'm doing some secret service work. I'm, I'm doing some CIA work. Uh, nobody is seeing me doing it, but they think that somebody else is doing it, but it's me doing it. You may think that you are the one doing it, but I'm going to let you know I'm working behind the scenes. I'm getting things prepared for you. I'm putting things into place that when the end comes, you're going to benefit from it. Hallelujah. So you know what happened. I got to fast. Go quickly. You know what happened. Hester became queen. And you know what happened. When this evil guy, Amen, decided. <laughs> Come on, guys. I got to hear it, right? I got to hear the devil going, right? Uh, uh, he, did, he decided that he was going to do what. And he had it all planned. He, he was so sure of it, he went home and had a party at his house. He invited the guys with wine and enjoyed himself. And, they were, and his wife was just gloating. She was saying, man, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be marching in that banquet. I'm going to be beautiful. My family has been elevated. And Mordecai just decided, listen, I'm going to trust God. And you know the story, Mordecai went to Esther, sent a message to her, and says, I want you to know what is going happening. 
they have decided she didn't know about it. Come on, say, she didn't know about it. Let me tell you something. When you're in the presence of the king, we need to get into the presence. Right, Sashan? We need to get into the presence of the king. When you're in the presence of the king, things don't bother you. When you're in the presence of the king, all things will be breaking loose outside, but you're in the presence of the king. You are shielded from all them hostilities. Ah. Oh, let me, let me share you. Get into the presence of the king. Because when you get into the presence of the king, God is saying, when you get into his presence, the Bible says, in my presence, there's fullness of joy. And at my right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. God is saying, get in the presence of the King, the storms may be raging, things may be happening all around you, but you sitting there sleeping. <laughs> Nothing but the presence of God. So when she to he told Esther, Esther decided, what am I going to do? Mordecai, what am I going to do? So, Mordecai sent her a message. It's from, finally from, from chapter 4, verse 8. That's what it is. I need to read that. Because we need to understand chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. And I was looking at that. It's chapter 4. Verse 13 and 14. So 13 and 14. Isn't that ironic? 13 and 14 are the two days of Purim. Adar, Adar, 13 and 14 is the days of Purim. And on this, God is, God is so awesome. Ain't no coincidence in God. Right on that chapter, chapter 4, Third down 14, he reads to us. Go ahead. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Yes. Do not think in your heart that you will escape. Do not think in your heart that you will escape. In the king's palace. In the king. Oh, you're in the king. Yes. Some Christians are like that. <laughs> you know, you know says, they're like that. Well, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm I'm walking in the presence of God. Uh, God is always providing for me. I don't know how you always, I always hear you talking and you don't, you're lacking, you're lacking. I'm never lacking. Mm -hmm. If you remain completely at this time, I'm going to know when God has a plan, no one can change that plan. No one can add to that plan. It don't matter what. God don't need you to have, to, to, to get his plan implemented. Amen? You should be happy when God chose you. You should, when, when, when pastor says, I want you to lead the, the, the children's, service. Thank you, Jesus. I'm happy that God chose me to do this. I can influence a whole bunch of ch children in doing this. When God called me to be a deacon, oh, I can influence a lot of people being a deacon. When God comes, whatever area in the church God calls you, it's a privilege. Because God don't have to use you. He chose you because he sees something in you. That he could use. So you should be happy. But you and your father's house will perish. You and your father, he said, I'm telling you right now, you and your, your father's house will perish. Yes. Now what was, what was Mordecai doing? Mordecai was including himself. Because it was the house that Esther came from. Amen. So he's saying, listen to me, don't think. That if you don't do this, you don't get involved, that you're going to be safe because you're in the king's house. No, 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 no. If you don't do this, I'm going to perish. 
I'm your, 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 your cousins, my, my children, all of them are going to perish because you didn't help in this situation. This is a big one now. How do you know that you came into this church? God brought you to this place. God brought you to Red Hook for such a time as this. When you see situations going on in your community, don't sit there and say, man, them boys are so terrible. No, no, no. Say to God, God, what can I do to change the situation? What can I do to make the situation better? What can I do, Lord, to make the situation better? So what happened, all of a sudden, Esther got her senses from that message that Mordecai sent him. And Esther, what Esther did, Esther said a beautiful thing that we don't do much of. He said, tell the people, Mordecai, you go to every province and you tell them, get message to them that they need to do what? Two things, fast and pray. Fast and pray for me. Fast and pray for me. My God, we need to, we need to be vulnerable to each other. That's why we need to talk to each other. You know, we sit down there as Elder Shirley and we, we think, we can handle, I can handle that. I don't need, I don't know Sister Miggy, I don't need Sister Pat. I don't need, I don't need anybody. I got some money in my pocket. I got some money in my bank. I don't need nobody until hell breaks loose. <laughs> So what she said, fast and pray. I said, ask God. I said, God, why did you not say to her, all right, all right, guys, I'm going to do it. But he said, fast and pray. Let me tell you something. That's what I tell you. He said, this book is packed with Jesus. It's packed with so many things. He said, fast and pray for access. Come on, say this. He said, Fast and pray, so I'll get access. Come on, say, fast and pray for access. Some of us don't do that. Ah, ah. You know, some of you don't do that. You don't, you know, fasting and praying. No, no, no. I love my hammocks and black-eyed peas. I like me some chicklings and I like me some oxtail and curry goat and curry chicken. Boy, when that's ah, you tell me I'm gonna put aside that for five days or three days. No, 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 I can't do that. Cornbread. <laughs> Wow. But you know what happened? They decided to heed her call. And everybody was praying for access. You know, the Bible says that because of Jesus, we have access. So Esther there represents who? Jesus. Come on, guys, a type of Jesus. She now took the place of Jesus because she now is going to literally lay down her life. Because what happened, the king had said, and there's a reason why the king did that, because he didn't want anybody to just walk into his presence. Because they, those times... That you, when you're a king, there's a whole bunch of folks who want to kill you. Why do you think you have the Secret Service and you have all these men around the presidents? Presidents of the United States or any leader. Because there's a whole bunch of folks that hates them. Same thing with the king. So the only way that you have access, you have to be granted days and months ahead to get to see him. 
And if you come, no, no, listen, listen. You taking, you putting your life in jeopardy. Because what if you come and you decide that, even though he said he's going to see you, and he decides that he's not going to see you, and he just put forth his, what's it, that scepter. If you don't put forth his scepter at that time, you're dead. And that's, that's the risk that Esther took for her people. Is that what Jesus did? Oh, my God. God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, is sitting there. And Jesus went in, took his sins, took all our sins. Took all our sins. And enter with his blood into the Holy of Holies. And the Bible says God accepted the sacrifice. And because of that, we can come boldly. Come on, say boldly. To the throne of grace. Hallelujah. She got grace for her people. And because of that, the victory was won all over Shushan, all over the, the, the cities, the different cities, all over the province where these Jews were, they were delivered. God was working behind the scenes. God was working as a secret service. God was working for you. God is working for you. So never th ever think that God is not for you. God is always for you. God is all will always love you. It don't matter what the situation is. You just call upon his name. And sometimes you got to fast and pray. There are some situations that you have to fast and pray. In the, in the book of Mark, God, um, Jesus, the disciples, remember the disciples? They couldn't drive this demon out over the little boy. And they said, why we couldn't do it? There are some things that we're going to have to fast and pray. <laughs> How many here think that fasting is joyful? I, my wife would tell her, I love to eat. She always says, I just, I, she looked at me one time, she didn't really mean it. She said, I hate you. <laughs> she said, you eat, 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 eat. And I do. I love food. Anybody tell her they don't? They eat an anorexic or something wrong with them. <laughs> they don't have no taste buds. But I love me some food. <laughs> but you know what happened? There's come a time when you're going to have to. And ask, God said, well, ask, ask God, when, I said, why do I have to do it? Because you are in an emergency. Come on. Some of you don't do it. You want God to do something, but you want to fast and pray for it to happen quickly. Read the Bible. Every time the children of Israel wanted something to happen quickly, they fasted and they prayed. Hallelujah. And what happened? You know the story. You read it. You go home and read it from chapter 1 to chapter 10. You find what happened. God delivered these people. Not only delivered them, but made Mordecai switch position. Come on, say. God will make you switch position. He'll make you the head and not the tail. <laughs> you're from above and not from beneath. You see, they may look at you that you're not going to make it, but what God says, no, 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 no. I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. So Mordecai became the head and the same Gallus, the same place that he had, and he put it so high that everybody could see it. This is what the, this is what the devil does. That's what the devil does. He want to showcase, he want to slander you. He want to showcase you and tell her all the bad things. Showcase you, I'm going to get him. And he put this high gallus and he's going to kill Mordecai. Guess who got hanged on it? 
Amen. <laughs> Amen got hanged on it. And not only that, his whole family. Watch what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. You sit there doing wrong things to people and you think you're going to get away with it. You'd never get away with it because this is the only thing you meet. If it bypass you, you might get to your gener next generation and next generation going through some stuff. You wonder why they're going through all this mess because you didn't repent for what you did back there. I sit down to them, I, 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 I kneel on my knees, and, and I say this, God, I had some, grand, my grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, God, if they'd done anything to hurt people, God, I confess before you, as this, gener this generation is going to confess before you of all the sins of my father. You need to do that sometimes. Some of you don't know what your, your daddy did, or your mama did, or your uncle did, or whoever caused that to get into your family. But you need to say, Lord, I don't know because I wasn't living there, but I know one thing, that the sins of the father is passed on to what? The third and fourth generation. But I know one thing, the blessings is to what? A thousand generations. Oh, so what you do? You curse, what? You curse the curse, and what you do? You enhance the blessing. Hallelujah. I'm going to close right there. Glory. That's a good spot to close. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to enhance the blessing. I'm going to speak blessing over my children. Speak blessing over everybody. You speak blessing. If you see something on your child or your cousin, you speak blessing on them. In the name of Jesus. I made a decision. There'll be no deformities and stuff in my family. I made that decision. I said, God, if I'd done anything to cause you, your wrath to come upon me, I ask you to, it stops here. When I found out that diabetes runs in my family, in my father's side, I said, no. I said, well, the book, when I found out that I God caught me. I said, well, the buck stopped here. So now I said, from this moment on, this is where it stops. I'm going to defeat it. And when I do defeat it, that means I defeat it for all the rest of my generation. Hallelujah. You need to get, you get, get radical with the old devil. Come on now. Get radical with him. And say, I'm going to beat you up. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, church. Get right with God. Get, get, get into the presence of God. Always crave the presence of God. Because this is a month, the rest of this month of Adar is a month of joy. Walk down the street, and you're walking down the street, just start laughing. I'm going to do that. My wife said to me, you always, you laugh over everything. Yeah, I got to laugh. Come on, you need to laugh. Don't let nobody see your face. I never see that woman laugh. Oh, that man laugh. No, 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 no. I'm going to give them that smile. Hallelujah. Don't let nobody take your joy. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He's my strength. Now, listen to me, listen to me very carefully. Sometimes, sometimes God will make you, will cause you to do things to effect a miracle 
to effect, to get a, a miracle started, and you think it's, it's, it's so simple. I'm, I'm going to give, I, I, don't, I don't do this, but at this one I got to do. I was sitting up there, uh, up there, minding my own business, trying to get into worship, and God said to me, I want you to call Sister Andrea and let her read the scriptures this morning. And I'm like, you know, my wife, <laughs> she says, um, you don't want to lay hands on no man suddenly. <laughs> I said, that's all right. God will deal with it. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I usually don't do this. You know, you know your pastor. But I have to do this for an example. Come an example. Amen? God says, I want you to do it. But my wife said, I said, you're right, but I want you to do it. Because how I many is good to obey God, that man. Amen? Now, I didn't know what she was going through, what she's going through. She didn't give the testimony yet. Amen? But God <laughs> was about to do something. And you see, always, remember, say, always is not his ways. His ways is different. He might say to you, he might say to you, come to the altar and jump two times. I heal you. I you say, what has to do with healing? Be obedient. Has to be with obedience. So I don't know what God is going to do. But God told me to do it. The rest is him. Amen. I use that to share. Whatever God tells you to do, you make sure you do it. I'm saying this because some of you, God, you come to the service and all you come is with your mouth wide open. Feed me, God. Feed me, God. Feed me, God. And God said to you, go, go over to Sister Miggy and just tell her that I love her. Amen. And you say, oh my goodness, just be obedient. And you go over there and, and, and then Sister Miggy flips out. She goes, ah! Ah! I said, I just said God loves you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? What to you, just something simple, was something major to God. Maybe she was praying and said, God, send somebody to, send somebody to tell me that you love me. You don't know. You don't know. Hallelujah. So come to church, always have something to give. Have something. Say, God, what would you have me to do? Maybe just give somebody a drink of water. To make a cup of tea for the person. Right? To make breakfast for the pastor. <laughs> See, maybe it's just some things. Make coffee. You know, give something for first lady. A drink of water. Maybe it's just something simple. Give somebody a hug. Give somebody a hug. Hug is good. How I many hug is good? You have some folks who don't like to hug. We just found out some history about hugging. That hugging is good. It transfers stuff from each other. Amen? That's why the devil don't want you to hug. He don't want you to hug. You hug. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I used to go hug Merv. I'm not a huggy person. I didn't come from a family that was a huggy huggy family, right? But my wife comes from a family that was a huggy huggy family. And she wants a lot of hugging, right? Lots of hugging. You know what I'm saying to you? So I used to say to her, you're a needy person. <laughs> I said, see, you, you need it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but now I found out that hugging is good 
I want my hug now. <laughs> you see what I'm saying to you? So I want to see this church be like, oh, 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 my goodness gracious. Oh, that is good. That is good. You see that? Thank you, sir. You know, that's what I'm talking about, guys. I want this to be a huggy, loving church. <laughs> I like what Sister Roz and Sister Steph and Sister Lorraine, that's why they're all shit. She, they, they, um, if I ever pass by and don't give them a hug, I see, I see sister, sister, sister Lorraine gives you the eye. She gives you the eye. You know you better turn back and go do what you're supposed to do because that eye will cut you. <laughs> yeah. So I want this church to be a huggy, huggy church. Huggy, loving church. Don't let nobody come in here and get a hug. Hallelujah. We're a church of the living God. We produce love. Hallelujah. On the night he was betrayed, let me go on. He took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Let's eat up the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he took the cup. When he had blessed it, he said, take drink. This is my blood, which was shed for you. Let's drink of the blood of Jesus Christ. So he said, thank you for the blood now. Come on. Thank you for access. Because of the blood, I have access. Hallelujah. Because of the blood, I got healing. Because of the blood, I got deliverance. Because of the blood, I have the redemption. Glory to God. I'm redeemed. Because of the blood, my body is healed. My mind is healed because of the blood of Jesus. So I can boldly say, I've been healed by the stripe of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. I bless your people, Lord God. Now may the Lord bless you and the Lord will keep you. The Lord will make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. Bless you going out. Bless you coming. Bless everything you touch. Bless your pocketbook. Protect your, your finances. Protect anything that belongs to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have a great, great rest of the week. Hallelujah.